You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Right across South Australia, welcome to Sports ASA on Cruise 1323. And you'll hear Sports Day each weeknight from 6pm. And this is the summer edition with me, Paul Bonzer. And alongside me is former Geelong, former Sydney player and current Ken Farmer medalist with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. Menz, welcome back. Bonds, it's great to be here at the Adelaide Oval. And well, we're going to watch the Strikers game tonight, but before we do, we've got plenty to chat about on the show, which I'm really looking forward to. Yes, we are very specially put in this little cop, um, commentary box here at the Adelaide Oval. We're very spoiled tonight. We've got a beautiful view across the best cricket ground in the world on tonight's show. We're going to talk about the pink test in Sydney. Day two, Aussies had a really good day. Uh, obviously, going to we'll chat about the game that's about to be in front of us, the Strikers taking on the Hurricanes. Big game for the Strikers, isn't it? Massive game for the Strikers. And I'm going to break down what they need to change tonight to change these fortunes and be able to get the better of the Hobart Hurricanes tonight, who obviously knocked them off a couple of days ago quite convincingly. For our racing fans, Chris Nelson from Queensland Racing will join us, talk about uh, racing on the Gold Coast and also the Magic Millions is coming up very shortly as well. So have a bit of a chat about that. And also, the big man from the Adelaide Giants, um, I know you're a big fan of this man, I am. Rickson Wingrove will join us as well, have a chat about how the Giants are going. They're going okay too, aren't they? They are going really well. They put together a 12-game winning streak at one stage this season, so they're going to be every chance to take out the playoffs this year. All right, it's time for our Hot Topic. <laughs> All right, thanks to authorised, our Repco Authorised Service Centre, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. And you can be part of the show as well. All you have to do is text in on 0427 154 166. That's 0427 154 166. Give us your thoughts on the test match or whether you think the strikers are going to win tonight. Or you can even give us a call, 1300 736 736. That number again, 1300 736 736. Now, Dan, big day for the Aussies today. Uh, rain stop play uh, late in the day, but the Australians were four for 475. Usman Kawaja, 195 not out. And uh, Matt Renshaw just come to the crease. He's five, not out. A massive day for the Aussies. A massive day for the Aussies. Not what South Africa needed. Uh, they've obviously been convincingly beaten in the two tests so far. And they are absolutely no chance of winning this test from here. They, they're probably their only chance is that the Sydney weather does what it has been doing in the first two days and continues to rain and, and bad light can stop play. Usman Khawaja, 195. He loves playing at the SCG. Came out against the Poms last year and made that 100. Did you see his celebrations for 100? I didn't catch his celebrations. No, fill me in. He did a little uh, Usman Khawaja shuffle. Yes. <laughs> so you need to check that out on social media. Yes. It was his, outstanding. He, he plays extremely well at the SCG. 
Steve Smith, 104. Trav Head was very good for his 70 as well. Our man, Trav. Our man, Trav. He made it easy for Usman as well because he went at a good clip, which uh, meant that Usman didn't have to turn over the rate too much. Trav, 70 or 59 balls. That's uh, test cricket for you nowadays in 2023, isn't it? Well, it's Travis Head test cricket. He is going basically a runner ball for the whole summer and has last summer as well. He is uh, he come out in a position in this game where they wanted to push the scoring and he did exactly that. He's been fantastic I in love, the Australian side. Love that approach. A couple of years ago he played and he was tentative against the Indians uh, and he didn't play aggressive and he's changed his mindset and it's the way he plays naturally and we're seeing it at the moment with the England cricket team in the test format. It's incredible watching. They've got Brendan McCullen over there coaching and they are being so aggressive. They're taking it to the bowler. And it's making really really difficult for bowlers to settle and bowl to these batsmen how they want. And Trav's doing that to the opposition bowlers at the moment. And he's coming off an incredible summer last year against the Poms and he's backing up again this year. A lot of talk overnight about uh, players going off with bad light yesterday, whether the umpires went off too early, the use of you know, the light machine, is it reading properly? They've got the floodlights on. Why are we going off? Why aren't we playing cricket? And the crowd's sitting there. They've paid their money. What are your thoughts on, on the bad light? Should, like, unless it's dark, yep. like real dark, yep. they shouldn't be going off, should they? No, they shouldn't be going off. I think players want to play. Uh, there will be certain situations where players will take it if it comes where they go off because they're, they're obviously the chances of getting out might be hmm. higher. Uh, or the bowlers have had enough. But the fans pay the money. Uh, players can play through most things. I still find it incredible in other sports, like tennis, for example. Um, you can't make a sound throughout points. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, you have fans at spectacles, and I know that in playing AFL football, you love it to be as loud as possible. It is. It gives you goosebumps, the atmosphere it creates. And so it's all about fan engagement and fan experience. That's how these... CBA deals that are bringing in millions of dollars continue to go around and continue to give these players all this money because they play the games, they don't get stopped, they don't lose games because of weather, because of light. Unfortunately, the same thing happened last night in North Sydney in the Big Bash as well with the Sydney Sixers and the Brisbane Heat. I was really looking forward to, after we got off the show last night, Bonds, getting home and, and watching the Sydney Sixers and Josh Phillippe bat at the top of the order against the Brisbane Heat, and they didn't get a chance because of the weather. And initially, the, the light and the lightning uh, came in, but then the rain came down as well. And the fans hung around for a long time, but unfortunately, uh, the rain does do that to you. So if you've got a chance to stay on because of light, I would push it as much as you can. Should the pink ball be introduced in this situation? So let's say, look, they replace balls all the time for whatever reason. So And they would have a box of... 50 over balls, 60 over old balls, 70 over odd balls. Should the pink ball come in and then let's keep playing? I love that call, Bonds. It's not one for the traditionalists, but no. I really like it because it extends the game. It uh, means that the fans, again, get to see more cricket. Now, the challenge you'll have with that is finding a like-for-like a like ball and not giving an advantage to the batters or the bowlers. So that is up to the council, I guess the cricket council to work that out, but it's absolutely a no-brainer. Why not? If you can get an extra 10 or 15 or 20 overs in the day because you've got a brighter ball that everyone can see a little bit more, why wouldn't you have that option up your sleeve? We've seen it happen in other sports that they do have uh, these options that if they need to, they can turn to it. Um, and it'd be great to see in cricket that introduced. What about moving 
the Sydney test from this time of year from Sydney. It's been, it's rained at the last, I don't know how many ever years, but there's always rain in Sydney at this time of the year. It's, it is, and funnily enough, I read something the other day. Someone said uh, if we had kept the test to January 2nd where it had been, the weather had been really good at the start of the yes. uh, week in Sydney and we would have had a test underway and probably done. But, yeah, look, it is a challenge. I mean, it is January, start of January. There shouldn't be too much rain, but we do know, and we talked about it last night, that that is Sydney for you. So... I don't know about potentially moving the test because you move it and they'll probably rain in December. They'll probably rain in February there anyway. So yeah, I'm not sure that will be the solution. But um, I would look at your first call in terms of a pink ball and what we can do there with having a chance to extend the game and the hours in the day of play. If it's not raining, it's a, it's a solution to keep playing more cricket. And that's what everyone wants, I think, more cricket. 100%. That's the evolution of the game. We've got to be able to get better in these situations to be able to just continue to move forward and get the game going. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Now, normally, in these seats, David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, and they'll be here at the start of footy season right through the winter, and we are on Cruise That song, bit of sherbet going back in time. You're a bit too young for that song, I think. No, I'm just I, on the edge. I'm on the edge. I've seen a few things, and <laughs> what that means, how's that? It means it's time to talk Big Bash. It is. And we are here at the Adelaide Oval. And before we get into the Big Bash bonds, I'd just like to share a little story with you. Because we are here at the Adelaide Oval, uh, and I think a lot of cricket fans can relate to this in some way. I'll take you back a few years, almost 20 years now for me. used to come to Redbacks games here at the Adelaide Oval with my brother Troy, who's three years younger than me. And we used to come and watch the Sheffield Shield and the One Dayers. And uh, there was a, always a great crowd show up here in Adelaide to them. And I remember we used to go for a couple of years straight. I would have been 13. Troy was 10 at the time. And at that age, you're not always interested. And yeah. I remember saying to Troy, all right, let's get on the bus. We always caught the bus into the cricket. And, uh, and we'd go to a day's play and enjoy it. And I said to Troy, all right, let's go to the cricket today. And he said, oh, I don't know if I want to go today. And I was like, why not? He's like, no, I'm, I'm not sure I'm interested. And I turned around to him and said, thinking this is my last chance to actually convince him to come with me, how about, why don't you come like you might actually get a catch in the crowd? And mum overheard me and said, Daniel, don't say that. He has no chance of getting a catch in the crowd. And Troy being 10 and a little bit naive goes, what, you think I could actually get a catch? And I was like, yeah, you could. And he's like, all right, I'm coming. And mum's like, oh, my God. All right, no worries. We went to the game, and I kid you not, Troy caught a catch in the crowd. Callum Ferguson pulled a ball and was coming straight to us. And I thought, no way. And I thought, I'm no chance to catch this. Troy, at 10 years of age, put his hands up, caught it. And I just sat there in absolute awe and shock. Fantastic. We got on the bus home, got home. Mum picked us up. I said, Mum, you'll never guess what. Troy took a catch today in the crowd. And she said, no, he didn't. You're <laughs> lying to me. And Troy's like, Mum, I did. I did. And so it was an incredible memory that we still share. And I think a lot of people that have been to the cricket and in, back in the day, the one day is the ING comp. When you took a catch in the crowd back then, it, you used to get... You used to get cash. Cash. I think we missed it by a year or two, unfortunately. If not, Troy, maybe we should contact someone here at the Adelaide <laughs> Oval. But I do think uh, it's a fair story. We're here at the Adelaide Oval, an unbelievable ground. And, and that's one that nearly 20 years ago. Uh, so that everyone who's piling into the ground tonight, hopefully you get that chance of taking a catch in the crowd as well. That, that is an unbelievable story. 10 years old. Troy showing up his older brother just... Me at 13, I would Couching have no chance to catch it. I remember thinking, this better not come straight to me because I am no chance. Troy put his hands up and I was like, how did you do that? And how did that happen? 
Let's uh, talk about this game tonight. The Strikers take on the Hurricanes. They played three days ago down in Hobart. The Hurricanes defeated the Strikers by seven wickets. The Strikers are currently fifth. The Hurricanes are currently sixth. Both have three wins each. It's a massive game for both these clubs, but uh, we want the Strikers to get across the line, don't we? We do. It is a massive game for both clubs, and the Strikers have been struggling of late, and I'm going to just break down why they've been struggling and what needs to change tonight here at the Adelaide Oval. So... We spoke at the start of the tournament, Bonds, you and I, about the strikers' bowling attack and the weapons they had. And when we went through them, we were like, we're going to need a bat well. We know that our bowlers will hold up on their end. Well, our bowling needs to be better tonight. It is on the Adelaide strikers and on Peter Siddle to get his choices and decisions right, his matchups right, because I don't think it's been very good of late. And if we go through what's happened in their previous games, we played against Hobart only a couple of days ago, down in Hobart. We gave up 178 runs of just 17.2 overs. They did it easily in the end. The game before, we played the Stars, who made 186 runs against us. The Scorchers chased down 133 pretty comfortably. And the game before we played in Brisbane, they made 166. So our bowling attack has not been good enough. We need to be better. We've got Thornton, who's leading the wickets. Conway came in from him last game. Rashid Khan needs to get the job done. Wes Agar, Peter Siddle hasn't been bowling his best. And then you've got DeGronholm and, and Short, who chip in as well. But to be given up 178, 186, and 166, three of their four last games, we thought their bowling attack would be the absolute standout in the competition. And it has been far from that over the last four games. And they need to be better tonight if the strikers are going to be any chance because this is the Hurricanes lineup. They have Caleb Jewell at the top with Ben McDermott. Matthew Wade comes in at three. They've got Shaw at four and Tim David at five. So if we don't bowl better tonight, we might see 200 put up against us. It's a very strong batting lineup. And the advantage of us being at the Adelaide Oval tonight, men's, we can see that uh, Thornton is on the scoreboard. Which so. is great. He's leading the competition in wickets. We need him playing. And... Like I said, Peter Siddle, the skipper of the team, he needs to bowl better, but he also needs to get his matchups right. And so I think we needed to see Rashid Khan coming in when there is a loss of wicket almost every single time because he can get two and three like that and the game can change so quickly. Well, actually, Siddle is the man that's come out. So he got he got injured in Hobart. There was a little yes. tweak and uh, they, I thought he might miss tonight. So Conway stays in the side. Thornton's uh, there as well. Agar, Rashid, um, Short and Gronheim, well, they'll be your bowling lineup. Well, that might fix the solution because he hasn't been bowling very well, uh, Peter Siddle, for us. So um, he comes out. Um, so we will see Conway bowl. And who captains? Yeah, I was just thinking that same question. Could, could Chris Lynn take it? Harry Nielsen behind the stumps. Uh, Short. Yeah, Matt Short's another one. It'll be an interesting one. But, look, maybe that means there will be a different game plan for the Strikers tonight, which we need to see because it hasn't worked over the past four clashes. Maybe you could text in and tell us who you think should be captain of the Strikers tonight on 0427-154-166. You're listening to Sports ASA with me, Paul Bonza, and former Geelong and Sydney player and current Premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. We are filling the chairs of David Wilde and Malcolm Blight. And uh, yeah, get on that text line, 0427 154 166, and tell us who th- should captain the Strikers. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia, the seven seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323. And uh, 
with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel here, former Geelong City Swans Eagles champion. <laughs> How are you, Menz? Oh, I'm good, Bonds. I'm uh, great to be here. We've touched on a few times at the Adelaide Oval. It's where we won the premiership a couple of years ago. It's got fond memories for me. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to play on this ground again come end of September, October again this year. Yes, and we are filling the chair of David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, obviously, and they'll be back come the footy season. So uh, we'll try and keep it warm till then. You can be part of the show as well. 0427-154-166 is the text line. And before the break, we spoke about um, who was going to captain the strikers tonight. We weren't sure. And we found out. We have. And it's Matt Short who opens the batting and opens the bowling. So it shouldn't be too hard for him to make the decision on who's going to bowl first. I imagine he'll keep himself there. But then after that, he needs to have really good game plan tonight, him and Dizzy Gillespie, in terms of how we bowl to these Hobart Hurricanes because we touched on their batting lineup. It's pretty impressive. And if you let them get away from in this game, we'll get away from the strikers. You can stream every NFL game live this season with NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Next on the show, we're going to chat with Chris Nelson from Queensland Racing. <laughs> Queensland is your place to race this summer and joining us now, Chris Nelson, welcome to Sports Day SA. Uh, good evening, guys. It's great to chat with you both. Now, it's a big, it's a big week coming up. Uh, the Mag Magic Millions are uh, about to start. Tell us all about that. It is a big week. It's not just the racing, but it's the, uh, the off-track the off uh, excitement and social activities and the sales and everything like that. It's a... It's a massive week on the Gold Coast. It kicks off on Saturday. We have the, the Wave meeting, which is a, an 1,800-metre race for uh, three- and four-year-olds worth a quarter of a million dollars, uh, with a really good uh, supporting card as well, a couple of uh, rich uh, Class 4s, a $240,000 maiden, and final lead-up races for the two-year-olds as they head into the uh, Magic Millions two-year-old classic uh, next Saturday, so Saturday week the 14th. So... The racing's really hot, and then uh, once we get to Tuesday, the sales start, and that's when all the big money starts uh, starts appearing. Their checkbooks get opened, and they pay a fortune for some of these horses, guys. Money that I can only dream of. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, Chris. Uh, going into this, and is there an average spend? Like, you know, we can't just whip out the credit card and, and put a couple of grand to buy one of these horses. What's the average spend of a horse oh. at the Magic Millions, roughly? Well, it's... It's up and down. Look, look, it's hard to say. Um, it's, and look, next Thursday when I speak to you, I'll, I'll give you an average so far for the week. But, I mean, some horses can go for, for anything up to a million and a half or more, and others can go for 20,000. So um, it's, it's the big players that obviously that take out or take away the, uh, the expensive ones, uh, the bloodstock agents or the trainers, and then they go and syndicate those where it's just the you and me buyers at the end of the uh, end of the week that uh, snap up the uh, $20,000 ones and, and hope that we've got something good for a, for a rock-bottom price. But, yeah, as I said, next Thursday, I'll give you an average, but yeah, it's just so much up and so much down, but it's, a, it's a, the biggest yielding sale in the country, that's for sure. Now, Chris, you said the racing's really hot at the moment. Fortunately, the weather shouldn't be too hot, 26 degrees on Saturday. What are you expecting from the crowd at the Gold Coast? Well, crowd will be big, as it always is, uh, in the lead-up to the big one next week. But uh, oh, the weather's a bit iffy. I mean, we did have... We had uh, some rain last night on the Gold Coast, about 16 mils. So the track's gone to a soft six. 
And I'm just looking at the uh, the radar this evening. There's a fair bit of storm activity. No, wrap. Got to throw a break now. How much rain we will get uh, this afternoon, but I'm sure we're going to get some more. So once we get through tonight to tomorrow, the rain will clear. No more rain for two days, but I've just got this feeling we will be going around on a rain-affected track. But that break from crowd, Thanks, they'll Chris. be loving it and lapping it up. Sorry to cut you off. We've got to go. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA with me, Paul Bonza, and former Cat Swans and now Eagles player Dan Menzel, filling in, of course, for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight on Cruise 13-23. And Chris Nelson got cut off there just <laughs> the last minute we had to go... Uh, to the break, but um, Queensland Racing, sorry, Queensland Summer Racing this carnival takes centre stage this week again. You can visit queensland.com.au and don't forget the seven-seat Kia Sorento. It is a large SUV. It's a beautiful vehicle and uh, you can be part of the show. You can text in 0427 154 166. And we got a couple of texts in, men. You've got one there? Yes, we did. So the question we put out there was who should captain the Strikers tonight? We got Tim from Christie's Beach said Rashid Khan is his last game for the Strikers. Why not? It'd be great to see. I imagine it would be a very, uh, very attacking uh, bowling lineup and and decisions out there, which I'd love to see from Rash. And we got another text from Marty. Good evening, guys. Great show. Daniel, when are you going to retire and go to Sturt? Oh, no, maybe it's just go Sturt. Uh, go Sturt. Uh, when are we going to retire? Well, look, we've talked about that a lot over here. I'd like to get back out here and have another shot at winning a premiership. Marty, you so might have retired me earlier. Another three or four years yet? I did win the Ken Farmer this year, so I think I've still got a year or two left. I think you've got plenty of football left. left in you, um, my friend. So not anytime soon <laughs> is the answer to that. All right. Now, we're going to get into your AFL analysis. Well, yeah. that's the thing about, that's what I like. All thanks to Toolkit Depot, everything you, uh, you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online. Now, we are going to do this every Thursday night, Bonds, up until we hand over the reins back to Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. So I'm going to break down and analyse each team and how they're going to go in 2023. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Right. However, we're going to save Adelaide and Port Adelaide to the ends. We're going to leave them to close to the season, keep the fans happy, or at least I'm going to try and keep them happy by not saying too much negative stuff early on. So what that means is we're going to start with Brisbane and Carlton tonight. So we'll start with Brisbane. Now, this is at the end of the regular season is what my predictions are going to be. So we look at Brisbane. Their key additions in 2023, Josh Dunkley, Will Ashcroft, Jack Gunston, and Connor McKenna, they have picked up as well. If we look at their losses, they've only really lost Dan McStay. So it puts them in a nice position to really contend in 2023. And so let's have a look at their strengths and weaknesses. So the strength for mine of Brisbane is their midfield bat so deep right now. If I go through these names here, have a listen to this as a midfield. Lockie Neal, Josh uh, Dunkley, Hugh McLuggage. You've got Zach Bailey, Jared Lyons, Dane Zorko and Ashcroft to go in there as well. And Big O in the ruck is improving as well. I mean, how's that for midfield? It, it's one of the best. It is in one the comp, of, without doubt. And that's why that is their strength of their team. A uh, big reason why they're going to contend in 2023. Now, their weakness is clearly their team defence. They were 10th in 2022 
My question there is, can they hold up in team defence? They'll be doing a lot of work on it at the moment in their preseason because we know that their offence is pretty potent, but they are scored against heavily. And it's cost them in finals in recent years, to be honest. And so if we have a look at that and we have a look at their finals, the pressure gauge for Brisbane this year is extreme. There is no doubt about that, that the pressure on Chris Fagan is huge. He made a prelim with this Brisbane Lions team last year, but traditionally they have struggled in the finals. And that's why going into 2023, it is do or die. They need to get it done. They need to perform better than what they have. And their offense has been good, but their defense, the saying goes, defense wins finals. Unfortunately, I don't love it, but it is correct a lot of the time, Bonds, and that's why their defense needs to be shored up and be better come the pointy end of the year. Now, who needs to perform from the Brisbane Lions this year? I think that Joe Danaher, he needs to stand up. There is pressure on him in this season in 2023 because Eric Hibwood's come back from an ACL injury. They have lost Dan McStay to Collingwood. So Joe Danaher needs to perform to the level that everyone expected him to perform to realistically a couple of seasons ago. He hasn't reached his heights yet, and he could be anything in the comp. He could be as good as Buddy Franklin at his best if he can get there. Do you feel like the pressure is on Joe Danaher in 2023? Absolutely, it's on him, especially bringing Gunston into that team. That just adds pressure. Does it release a defender? Put that, do they put a lesser defender on Danaher so maybe he gets a bit more freedom? I'm not sure, but um, he's been okay, but not a match winner. No, and they've got Charlie Cameron up there. They've got Link McCarthy. So you're right, they're not, he's not going to be double teamed each week. They're not going to be going, we need to stop this guy because there are so many options up there that complements their midfield. They've got a very good offense, which we've talked about. But Joe Danaher needs to take his game to the next level to be able to help the Brisbane Lions at the pointy end. The most improved player for mine is Cam Rayner. Now, I think Cam Rayner could be anything. We've seen glimpses along the way. We've also seen injuries, unfortunately. Had a decent season last year, I think, with another preseason. He could be anything, and he could help go through that midfield as well. He's a tough matchup wherever he plays. Uh, and so I think he's got a massive year ahead of him, Cam Rainey, in 2023. The best and fairest. Now, this one's not a difficult one to pick. He just backs up every single year. Lockie Neal, he could have won his second Brownlow medal this year. I think he's just going to accumulate votes each game. He will win their best and fairest. The premiership window for the Brisbane Lions, I've got to add 11 o'clock. Now, it's right there. It is right there. You look at me and go, why not 12 o'clock? The reason I'd say it's not 12 o'clock is they still have a lot of young guns in this team that means that they can still be around for a few years. 11 o'clock, they're pretty close to it. And I'm going to put them, their finish is going to be second. At the end of the 2023 season, Bonds, the Brisbane Lions on the regular season will finish second on the table. What do you think? I agree with you. What about Carlton? Yeah, so Carlton's key additions in 2023, they got Blake Akers from Fremantle and Oliver Hollands was pick 11 in the national draft. He's a midfielder who is the younger brother of Gold Coast Elijah, who could be anything. So it's a nice pickup for them. Their key losses, to be honest, it's not too bad. They've only really lost players that they've delisted in Jack Noon, Setterfield, Stocker. Yep, so I agree. they're in a good position, Carlton. Uh, we're going to touch on their strengths and weaknesses. And the strength of Carlton is their spine. There's no doubt about this. They have Weedering, McGovern, who's getting better, Cripps in the middle, Mackay and Kurnow, who won the Coleman medal. Uh, so their key position players are their strength of their team. The weaknesses, are their poor history of not performing on the big stage. Now, we all know what happened at the end of the year last year. They absolutely fell over the line and still couldn't get into the finals. 
they need to improve to be able to win the close games, but not just the close games. They've got to win the blockbuster games. They play against Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon every single year in big games. Yes. And if you looked at the ledger over the last five to ten years, they would be so far in the losses common against those t- losses colon against those teams. Well, they weren't a good team. And they weren't a good team, but they showed it this year as well. They didn't win the big games. They didn't win the close games, and that's what cost them. If we look at their pressure gauge, I'm going to say it's moderate to high. So I don't think there's too much pressure on Michael Voss. Everyone was really happy with what he did last year. Agreed. Brought the group together. I think that he is going to be okay. I think it's their leaders that need to be bigger and better in these games that we've talked about. A little bit of pressure on one player who needs to perform, and that is Jack Martin. Jack Martin's one of those players who, for mine, needs to step up more. He's on a really good contract. He's come down from the Gold Coast. Again, could be anything. Uh, and he needs to take his game to the next level if he can complement their best players that we've talked about. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, look, everyone's wanting Carlton to do well just for the sake of the competition as well. They, they had a very good year last year, I think, from where they came from. Voss is obviously pressing the right buttons, but they need to, I guess, show that potential this year. They do. They're most improved. A couple of guys who I think can show their potential and make this midfield really strong is Adam Chera and Matt Kennedy. I really like both of these players. I think they're both developing. In 2022, this is undervalued at AFL level. Sam Walsh was injured a lot. George Hewitt was injured a lot. These guys get more attention because they all of a sudden become the second and third midfielder behind Paddy Cripps. They'll slide back into their third, fourth, fifth midfield role. I think they could really improve in season 2023. They're best and fairest. I'm not going to go the Brownlow medalist. I'm going to go Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh is one who... I know he's got a little injury concern at the moment, but he's one that he just accumulates every single game. He does what the team needs, and I think he'll accumulate votes. Let's have a look at their premiership window. I've got them at 8 o'clock. So people might think they're a little bit closer to 12, but 8 o'clock for mine, the reason being is their spine is so young. So they actually might be a year or two off from really contending. Yes. Uh, You've got Mackay, you've got Kerno, you've got Weeder in McGovern. These guys are very young, so they're going to be thereabouts and they're going to continue to develop. Uh, But they should play finals. Yes, they should play finals. And what we do see every single year in the AFL is we see a team jump from outside the eight into the top four next season. And Carlton is the obvious team to do that. I think they will definitely play finals this year. I don't think they will make the top four, however, Bonds. I think a lot of people will have them in there. I've got them finishing six on the table. I think that'd be a good result for them this year, which show that they are ascending up the ladder and can really contend in season 2024 and 2025. I agree. Thursday night, every Thursday night, men's will give us uh, AFL analysis on all the teams, and you've just heard Brisbane and Carlton. So looking forward to getting some feedback. Brisbane finishing second next year, I have, and Carlton in at six. And that was for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get the job done, shop online or in-store. We had uh, the opportunity to chat with um, Rickson Wingrove from the Adelaide Giants earlier in the day, and we're going to play that interview very, very shortly. Um, just want to mention one thing before we do that. Meg Lanning made her return to cricket today. She was uh, captain Victoria against New South Wales. She made 29, but uh, after taking a, uh, some personal leave, um, great to see Meg Lanning back. Yeah, abso- cricket bat in her hand. absolutely. It was great to see her back playing. Uh, she's done so much for this game and in this game, and so it was really good to see her back and, and doing what she does best. All right, let's catch up with the man from the Adelaide Giants. You're listening to Sports Day SA and all here on 
Cruise 1323 with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel filling in for the great David Wildey and Malcolm Blight. Joining us now is Rickson Wingrove. All thanks to Tyre Power Big Holiday Sale. It's on now. 25% off selected passenger and SUV tyres from Kumo. And uh, the big man from the Giants, Rickson, welcome to Sports ASA. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Now, I want to talk a little bit about where you grew up. You, I believe you were born in Newcastle. And, and how did baseball become your sport? Uh, yeah, so I was born raised in Newcastle and uh, come from a pretty good pretty good family. Like, uh, it's rich in our roots and... I'm the fourth generation to play baseball in our family, which is a pretty big thing. And uh, I guess I was born and raised in it, mate. So way, way I got into it. There you go. And Rickson, it's good to have you on with us. We came down and got to experience uh, a Giants game about a, two weeks ago. And uh, it was a really good atmosphere there uh, down at West Beach. This is your fourth year with the team. Um, how has it been with the LA Giants? And uh, before we move on to your American career or potential American career coming up, what's the atmosphere like down at the Giants? Uh, it's really great, mate. Like, ever since I made the move over from Sydney, like, came in to open arms from everybody, made me feel right at home and happily call Adelaide home now. And uh, I love going out to West Beach and uh, putting on a show. We, like, we play really well at home and all the fans get around us really well. Like, it's a good bunch of dudes to be a part of. Yeah, that's good to hear. And before we get on to Adelaide, I want to find out about your prospects in America. You're currently in the Philadelphia Phillies system uh, in the minor league there. You go there in March. Uh, how does that look for you, I guess, moving forward in 2023? Yeah, it'll be good. So hopefully the guys a bit early this year in my mid-feb, get over there, hang out with the big dogs a bit, basically, and... Um, <laughs> And then uh, I'll be going, hopefully, to Japan for the World Baseball Classic for two weeks of spring training in March, and then over back to the U.S. and a bit more training, and the season starts in April over there. So 140-game season, uh, pretty pretty big year coming up. What's the, Rickson, what's the main difference between, I, I guess, minor league baseball in America and the ABL here in Australia? Um, for me, like personally, like playing the game, it's obvious, obviously like where I'm playing, it's a lot of kids developing in America. Like it's a lot of guys my own age uh, trying to make it in the big leagues and stuff. And um, I feel the big difference is you get to come out here in Australia and I get to play with guys like Quincy, Lattimore, like 34-year-old. Like getting to play with those older guys with more experience that have been there, done that. So like getting the exposure to the older guys when you're younger is a big help, and I'd definitely take that on board heading over to America. Is the standard similar here for the for the ABL as opposed to what you're playing in the States? Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, the standard where I'm at, like, it's out here is probably a tad better. Like, obviously, there's probably a major velo down across the board. Like, in America, every guy just throws really hard, where here it's like each team probably has five or six guys who just throw hard, but uh, the standard, I would say, is probably better because there's a lot more guys like knowing knowing how to actually play the game that have been playing for 10 to 15 years. So. 
We're chatting good. with Rickson Wingrove from the Adelaide Giants at the moment. Now, Rickson, your standard position is first base. You're a left-hand batter and a right-hand thrower. Is that correct? And how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I used to throw left-handed when I was younger, but when I got to about nine years old, I wanted to be a catcher, and you can't really catch being left-handed. It's like one of those cardinal sins in baseball. It's not really allowed. So I wanted to get all the, all the gear to, to, be, to play catcher when I was younger. Just wanted more stuff to wear, and so I started throwing right-handed when I was about ten. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a very interesting story. Now on to Adelaide. You're currently in first place in the division, 1999 on the season. You we take on Brisbane, so the top of the other division. Uh, how do you see their lineup in comparison to the squad that we've compiled? Uh, they've they've definitely got obviously one of the, one of the best teams in the league as well. Like they're top of their division. And I think their lineup's really made for the ballpark they play in. Like they got some a lot of veteran guys and some young kids from America they brought over. But I think the stats speak for themselves. Like our our lineup hits one through nine, and Adelaide's one of the hardest hitting ballparks to succeed in as a hitter. So for us to be hitting, I think it's like over two ninety as a team right now. It's pretty incredible. So I think we're just gonna keep swinging the bat and trust our pitchers to go after gut. Now, during the season, you went on a 12-game winning streak. Uh, obviously, the feeling was pretty good about that around, around the camp. Yeah, obviously, like, something like that to break the modern ABL record for the win streak was pretty impressive. Like, not, obviously not one of those things you'd, like, chase to do, and, like, it was cool to do, but at the end of the day, we want to win the championship. But, you know, it was good for, for the boys to really get around it. And you mentioned Quincy Lattimore. We spoke to him earlier, uh, well, late last year. Uh, he hit his 250th home run last weekend. What was the reaction like from the team? Uh, did they get around Quincy? Yeah, absolutely. Like He's our, uh, he's our veteran on the team. He's, we all try and take care of him, but no, he's a really great guy to have. Like, and to see him uh, hit that milestone, pretty incredible. But, uh, I don't even think I have 250 hits yet in my career. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it is an incredible milestone, and you talked about how well the team is batting at the moment. Where do you like coming in in the lineup? Uh, like, to be honest, uh, it doesn't really phase me, but at the moment I've been hitting the three-hole, which you know, just trying to get in as many at-bats as I can and drive in runs. And at the end of the day, like I think all the guys trust Chris Adamson tanky enough to put us in the spot where we need to just need to be in this at the end of the day it's uh get your job done now adelaide can clinch a playoff spot this weekend uh i did message someone down at the giants and said that we can't come this weekend but we'd love to get to the playoffs and he replied with we need to finish top of our division so my question to you rickson is are you going to guarantee that we will with a four game <laughs> buffer at the moment we'll hold on to that one we and you'll finish on top and have the home playoff series yeah, I'll guarantee it. Absolutely. <laughs> <Can't wait laughs> Good that. man. It's great to hear for all the Adelaide fans out there. Get down to the Giants over the next coming weeks. And as Rickson just said, for the playoffs, he's guaranteed they're going to have the home finals. We had a ball down there, didn't we, Ben, when we went down there? I, I want to ask you, we're, we're now on Cruise 1323, um, Rickson, and obviously it's a music station, and music plays a big part in sport. Do, do you have a walkout song? You know, that's part of baseball. They play the music when the batter walks out to, to the plate, or do you have a pump-up song that you listen to? 
Uh, yeah, obviously, like, it's a big thing and, like, it comes and goes, like, superstition says, like, you're playing well, you usually keep the same one and if you're struggling, you blame it on what song you have. So, I've got family in town from Newcastle this week, so I'm going to play my uh, dad's old walk-up song and hopefully surprise him with it. What what was that? Uh, hot Stepper. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, now, Rickson, you touched on it just before with the World Baseball Classic coming up in March. So it's the World Cup for baseball. The best in the world will play. What's a pathway for the Australian team with the squad and selection uh, leading up to that tournament in March? Uh, so, yeah, like, we had a trip last November over to Japan to play against the number one ranked team in the world for uh, two games. And uh, I was lucky enough to be part of that team when we went over there and, like, first time playing in front of the, the big crowds in Japan and the domes and stuff, but it was good to get a taste, but yeah, hopefully I'll put myself in a pretty good spot to make the squad coming into March and hopefully go out there and get us through the second round. Yeah, we hope that you get that as well. And on the Phillies, we touched on them a little bit. You're in the minor league setup there in the Philadelphia Phillies. I want to know, do you get to rub shoulders with the likes of Bryce Harper and the best players in the world? Yeah, yeah, I was really, um, I got pretty lucky this year. Got invited over to go hang out and, um, you know, come into some um, minor, uh, major league spring training games. And yeah, it was good to like hang out for the day and like take BP, pick their brains and stuff. But yeah, no, it's crazy to go over to think like, I only had the opportunity to, you know, be in the lineup when Harper and stuff were playing and playing against Aaron Judge at the same time. It seemed to the homer more passing. So that was pretty funny. That is, that's uh, that's really cool. And the Philadelphia Phillies had a really good season last year, losing the World Series. Now, I want to know, if, as you're part of that squad or that whole setup, if they had a won the World Series, would you have got a cut of the profits? Yeah, that's that's one of the perks, yeah. There's definitely yes. uh, a little yeah. cut and some perks that come with it. So, it's cheering the boys home. That is huge. Uh, it, it, happens in, it happens in all sports, and some, it's just the guys that play on the day and others it's the full squad and there's the conversation bonds around does everyone get a medal do you get a ring if you actually played in the NBA every single player gets a ring if they're yes. on the squad so I'm interested to know that and there you go that's a, it's a nice perk to be a part of if you can be part of a winning World Series squad Rickson uh, we've got a couple of new players uh, to the squad uh, Mikey Martinez and uh, Bobby Rossman are going to make their debut for the Giants can you tell us a little bit about those blokes yeah, I remember growing up watching uh, Martinez on TV, so that'll be um, pretty cool to meet him today and work out together. And I said he's 40 years old, but I've never seen a 40-year-old move around as quick as he does. Like he's, he's fit, he's ready to go. And we had Bobby on the weekend. I played with him in America before, and yeah, he's. Uh, we've had some good acquisitions coming into this final stretch, so we're pretty, we're in a pretty good spot. We are in a pretty good spot, and you are as well. Are you happy with your season so far? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Having a, having a pretty good year at the moment. Uh, hopefully, obviously, uh, at the end of the day, as long as um, we're holding the clash and shield at the end of it, that's what I'll, I'll call a good season. So. Good, good. And so just before we let you go, the series against the Brisbane Bandits this weekend, Friday at 7pm, Saturday 4 and 7pm, and then Sunday 12, which one? You can only pick one. We need uh, Adelaide fans to get around you. Which game will be the game of the weekend in your eyes? Uh, I'm going to say Saturday night then. I'll have the Team Australia starter going on Saturday night. We'll be 
We'll be pulling one of our boys out and uh, going against them, hoping to try and win the series. Win game three after winning the first two, so Saturday night, let's get around it. Fantastic. Rickson, thanks for joining us on Sports Day SA. We really appreciate your time and best of luck for the season and we'll see you in the finals for sure. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you guys. Thanks, guys. Rickson Wingrove from the Adelaide Giants and you can get down to the West Beach. It's a great night, isn't it, men's? Great night. We were lucky enough to experience uh, it. Is, they do it really well down there with the atmosphere and Rickson can hit a long ball as well, which we saw when yes. we went. Um, yes. So you get along. It is the top of the table clash this weekend. If you're going to go to one game, why not go this weekend to one of those four games? And Rickson said Saturday night's going to be the blockbuster clash. And how cool that he's going to use his dad's walkout song as his song this week. And I wonder if he kept that a secret from his dad and he'll just play it when he walks out. It'll be I awesome. I hope he's not listening to Cruz yeah. in 23 <laughs> like everyone else is. Uh, and that is that secret for him. But yeah, that's a really cool story. It's been good fun bringing the show from Adelaide Oval. We're at sport tonight, aren't we? We are. It's uh, it's cool to do in the studio, but when you get to come to a world-class venue like this and just see everything that happens uh, pre-game, obviously leading up to the game, it is really cool and a great experience for us. This has been the summer edition of Sports ASA. Don't forget, David Wildey and Malcolm Blake will be with you for the whole winter and we'll be back tomorrow night. Dan Menzel and myself, Paul Bonzer. We'll see you then. to Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.